Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Mike Lee Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Spaced Encarta. So is that like a blank space? More like spaced out, like... Oh, okay. I was just wondering if it was like a blank space and you were trying to tell me that you're a big fan of Taylor Swift. And uh, that we should all go out and register to vote. Uh, well, I already am registered to vote. So am I. So, and I hope I've been registered to vote since I was 18 years old. Yeah, and me too. And um, based as in like you know maybe some drug use and or needing you know um, a roommate to pretend to be my partner mm-hmm. to to then live in a space. Uh, live in a space. You get it, like space. Yeah. And um, so that's pretty much what I mean. Playing space too, I guess that's a good song. Yes, so. yes. And I write your name. Yeah. See, so that we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, on a serious note here, though, um, I just wanted to, I, I got some advice for people out there, especially you know, women and uh, people at work. I mean, not not just women, but you know, like men as well, or or uh, non-binary people or transgender people, whatever, whatever have you. Um, a friend of mine is a uh, is an Uber driver, and she uh, was picking up a picking up somebody uh who is a stripper at a strip club and she went there to pick her up and the girl wasn't there and she kept sending messages to the girl on uh on the on the app or whatever and uh the girl finally got back to her and said that she got in another car thinking it was her uber driver and the guy tried to rape her oh my god yeah and uh luckily she somehow got out of the car and ended up on the side of the road somewhere and then my friend was able to then find her um the girl only had like six percent battery on her phone too so it was kind of scary and everything but was able to find her and uh bring her bring her home and everything so she's fine but she did tell her that you know i'm not a violent person but one thing you might want to do if you're in a situation if if you're in a situation where anything like that could possibly happen is maybe you can get like a taser online for like 15 bucks oh wow yeah so you might want to do that it just worries me when i read when, when i read the message from my friend telling me about her experience with that i was just like and she carries one too because she's always worried as an Uber driver that somebody's going to get in the car and try to do whatever, you know, somebody could try to rape her or kill her or whatever, you know. So, I mean, I, I know this is kind of a downer to start the episode with, but <laughs> but I just wanted to share that with people because it's been really on my mind lately and it's just really worried me because I'm just like sitting here thinking, especially if you live in a bigger city or something. I mean, I'm not trying to say this couldn't happen in a small town, but, you know, it's just. Well, it could. Yeah. Just, you know. If you're out walking by yourself, especially at night, you might want to do that. Or, you know, if you're getting an Uber or a Lyft ride or something like that, you know, or a cab, just be safe, you know, be out there, you know, don't just go, you know, tasing people willy nilly though, either, you know? So, yeah, but yeah. Now, what if there's a a way that it makes it easier for Uber drivers to not be impersonated either? So that, well, I mean, this, this was slightly, I mean, I'm not blaming the victim here, but it was slightly the fault of the, of the, uh, the, of the dancer there because she, uh, she didn't look because when you look on the, 
on the app, it'll show you the name of the person and a picture of the person. Oh, I see. That okay. you're supposed to be meeting. But she got in, but I mean, instead of getting in a car with my friend, she got in a car with this dude, you know? So it's like, who obviously but, wasn't the person that was supposed to pick her up. So, you know, right, so, right. yeah. So it's always, you know, always good to double check that too. That's another good advice. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've only rode Uber a few times, but it's always like, I'll look on the thing and it'll be like, oh, Bill, you're able to pick me up. Okay. Cool. That looks like Bill. He's here to pick me up. You know that sort of thing. You know, realize and they they usually vet people pretty well on that app. Not saying that even after that somebody could be like a piece of shit that's picking you up, but you know, <clears throat> yeah, it's just just good to be safe here, folks. So, anyways, um, yeah, I just I I just want people to be safe out there, and with all the shit that's going on in the world and people like fighting with each other over politics and cultural wars and all that stuff and racism and sexism and all that stuff going around it's just it's good to be aware of your surroundings and you know be safe yeah and you know another thing too if you're looking for a place to live a a good thing to do is maybe be safe there too yeah because i've known people that go to you know have issues with that but there was a sitcom (laughs) i know this is a horrible transition folks there's a sitcom called Spaced that we're going to cover today. We're going to cover the pilot episode. First off here, uh, what was your initial reaction to this show here? Um, I really liked it. I mean, I watched it three times, and I usually don't do that unless I either really like an episode or I hate it so much that I want to just be able to come up with stuff to talk about, you know, to be, pretty much bash it. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I really liked it. Um, it it's It's got a familiar feeling. It, I, I think I've seen it once before when I was younger. Um, but it's like one of those things, like a deja vu type of, hell, just like a deja vu type of feeling. Like, it seems like I've seen it before or just yeah. seen something before as well. Like the kind of humor. Uh, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's got the dude from Shaun of the Dead. I, I'm not, I don't know his name, but, um, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Uh, yeah. yeah. Liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. It's also got the, uh, it's also directed by the director of Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. Um, the show was created by Jessica Hines and Simon Pegg, the two stars of the show. So, um, and uh, I believe every episode, if not if if not every episode, at least most of them are all directed by Edgar Wright. This was prior to Shaun of the Dead, and this this is part of our our British sitcom reviews that we're doing, our Britcoms. Um, our Brit, yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, as we wait for the actor strike to end. Since our last episode, the writer's strike is coming to an end very mm-hmm. soon. Once uh, things are all finalized and everything, there's a tentative agreement between the AMPTP and the Writers Guild of America. So yay for them and good good for that too because it's it's yeah you know it's it's a good sign. Hopefully, the actors get one very soon. Maybe. Maybe by the time this episode releases, there might be some kind of tentative. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because you have, I mean, yeah, the writers, you know, are going to be off strike, but you can't really do much without the actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could do some things like talk shows, maybe. Yeah, like know, talk, talk like... shows and late night variety shows yeah. are, are allowed to be there. Even with even the performers are under a different kind of contract when it comes to those things. Yeah. So, so, so we are going to be seeing things like the Tonight Show and uh, Late Show and late night and things like that coming back and and uh and your uh 
and your other talk shows and stuff, but also like Saturday Night Live is probably coming back soon too. Oh, okay. That's so, cool. Yeah, because the actors on that show are still part of SAG, but it's a different contract for this than it is for like episodic television or uh, or movies. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure about that. And I looked it up the other day and I found out that, yeah, like the, you know, like we may be seeing, seeing Keenan Thompson on our TV screens very soon. So that'd be good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and whoever whoever else is in that cast and i can just say you know keenan thompson and whoever else is in that cast and that'll cover probably the rest of the history of snl because i have a feeling he's just gonna die on that show no i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) he's not forever no really he has he's he's been he's been on it 20 years yeah yeah so longest uh can't because i remember when tim meadows quit and it was seen as a big deal like yeah, really didn't on here for like eight years. Oh my god! And then it's like Keenan Thompson's like hold my beer, and then yeah. it's like, oh. it's like, like uh, uh, Daryl Hammond had been on there for quite a while too before him. He was like the longest one until yeah Keenan surpassed him. So yeah, Daryl's back part of the show, but not a cast member because he's the announcer. So yeah, it's uh yeah he took over when Darn Pardo passed away. But um, anyways, back to this show. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a really cool concept to begin with. And, uh, the way that they do this show, I've seen, I've seen several episodes of it years ago. And, uh, this is a pretty popular show. I mean, it's, it, it's a cult favorite of people in the United States, probably pretty big over in Great Britain too. So it, it ran for several seasons. So it's, it's cool. This episode that we are covering today is called Beginnings. It aired September 24th of 1999. Um, as I said, it was directed by Edgar Wright. It was written by Jessica Hines and Simon Pegg, and it stars Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines, along with uh, a bunch of other people <laughs> who we'll mention as we get to them. Yeah. So um, what uh, what happens in this episode? Uh, quite a bit. Um, it opens up with um, Simon Pegg's um, partner or girlfriend breaking up with him. And it's shot to make it look like um, his future roommate is breaking up with them because she's breaking up with like some homeless dude who just like they like hooked up like one time or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's made it's made to look like they're both having a conversation where she's up like on the window like from like an apartment, you know, talking down to him. But it's really his girlfriend Sarah who's just breaking up with him now and so I thought that was kind of neat and uh yeah it, it was an interesting you know like twist sort of thing yeah and um and she's got she's got a boyfriend of her own um I think who's going to college somewhere and she she lives kind of like basically like a kind of like in a bohemian apartment with like you know like seven other people type of type of situation and uh she needs like you know an actual place to, to live and he he happens to be sitting at like a coffee shop and she asks if she could sit kind of next to him so she can look at the paper to look for apartments and then <laughs> i like the line where where he says he says something like uh what, what are you what are you looking for and she goes what what have you got and he's like it's like what he's like what, what yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, she's sitting there first looking at the paper and he comes up. Oh, okay. It's the, yeah. 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 Cause th- that, that's why, you know, he sees her looking in the paper and she's just like, what are you looking at? Looking yeah. for. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a drug dealer. <laughs> and then he did the whole thing. <laughs> and then, uh, I thought that was funny. And then, uh, and they kind of basically just strike up a friendship 
for like the next two weeks just hanging out at this coffee shop all day looking for either jobs or mainly you know mainly an apartment and then uh he ends up finding this apartment that actually seemed like a dream even even in 1999 90 pounds a month which that seems unthinkable even in 1999 that does not sound oh, like yeah a- i i you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, but you had to be a professional couple to live there, which even then, that's like 45 pounds per person for a month. I mean, that's, and then, like, that's like nothing. It's nothing. And they show the apartment and it actually looks pretty decent. Now, it, it kind of made me almost depressed a little bit because at that time, that probably wasn't seen as being like a crazy thing. And now we're in 2023. You got apartments in New York, studio apartments in New York City going for like $4,000 a month. My dad's friend's daughter she got she lives in new york city she found an apartment it's just a tiny one-bedroom apartment four thousand dollars per month and she's got to pay five hundred dollars a month for parking and that's just on rent and parking every single month and i'm like what like what are you doing with the rest of your money <laughs> like i mean like you know and uh, i'm looking it up and i was just curious like in the year 2000 which was the year after this the average yeah. rent of a furnished apartment was only ninety one pounds and ninety four cents. That's how how many dollars American dollars would that be? You know, or I don't I don't know what the uh, okay. exchange rate was in in two thousand. But uh, yeah, that still does sound like a lot, even if you didn't like inflation. Yeah, it it would be like well, like maybe two hundred pounds to three hundred pounds a month, which again is not at all like bad like expensive like especially if it's furnished but anyway i'm getting bogged down on the on the apartment it's a really nice apartment it is like, and I, i'm just like i think the the median gross rent in the united states in 2000 was like 602 dollars which doesn't make sense because that's like it, that 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 i mean the thing is with England is a lot smaller of a location than the United States we have like you know in uh you know your rent of course like you said New York City it's going to be a lot different than it is in Ohio you know yeah so I don't know it's just weird but anyways back to the story no I got bogged down on on the rent <laughs> me too I'm just when, when I heard the 90 earlier I was just like man I wish my rent was 90 pounds I, <laughs> I would I, I, I would even go to the bank and and and, and, and exchange my dollars for pounds just to pay the rent if that was how yeah. much it was <laughs> yeah right now like 90 pounds to a dollar is gotta be like is uh 90 pounds in dollars right now is 109 dollars oh so that's like nothing (laughs) so yeah it would have been 109 dollars per month in 1999 or 2000 for that's still nothing but yeah uh i guess our i guess the solution to our problems is then we just need to move to england or, or the uk and then um get ourselves like a work visa or something and then we'll just find a really cheap apartment which would probably be better. It'd probably be a better area neighborhood than anything we have in America. And plus, too, it's not like England or UK is not swarming around with guns, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, you got to worry about knives and shit, though, of course. But like, yeah, like right now, the average rent in the United United Kingdom is uh, seven hundred and fifty eight pounds, which is like a thousand dollars. So I guess it's not a solution. God damn it! Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so- <laughs> Fuck you, UK. And then, uh, but, but, I think it's but, just uh, inflation in general, but I, I got to look up what the US was like, on some other websites. But we'll get back to the story and I'll find that. And, yeah. And so she convinces him to pretend to be her husband or boyfriend so that they can convince the landlady to, you know, to let them move there. And like they come up with like 
you know, memorize like certain key parts of their lives growing up and um, like the exact amount of years and days they've been dating, five years, three months and eight days or something like that. Yeah. They told us landlady and, you know, she asks, you know, if they're working or not, because they said that they're both artists, you know, or, yeah. you know, and something and they're like, oh, yeah, we're really busy and stuff like that. And then uh, she's kind of like a dunce, sort of. Like, and so she's like, yeah, you can just move in whenever you feel like it. And then, uh, and they're like, oh, okay, well, that was easy. I guess we didn't really need to, yeah, um, we didn't really need to do that. And so, you know, they move in. Uh, I forgot what Simon's name is in this movie. Actually, I don't know. Though, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I so the, the characters in this show, I forgot their name. Are um we have Simon Pegg playing Tim Bisley Beasley B I S L E Y Beasley probably yeah and uh, Jessica Stevenson plays Daisy Steiner Daisy I like that name yeah Beasley I, I think the only reason why I know that is that's the last name of my, one of my friend's husband it's Beasley I, I think that's how you pronounce it's it B I S L E Y it's B oh no oh no for him it's B E A yeah no this uh, this is, I think it's, I think it might be more like Bisley. It's B I S L E Y. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And uh and this guy's British too, so maybe it's an English name. Or, but, um, or it could be Bisley. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Um and so we kind of find out that everyone who lives in this apartment's kind of so sort of like Bohemian. So I don't know if that's like intentional of like that's she only rents the people who are kind of like that. Cause like they end up beating this dude, um but, uh, Tim goes to take out the trash after they it was actually a good a good transition there because he they're smoking a joint and he's he's telling he's showing her his comic book his idea and then she like kind of pulls it apart it's like well why didn't the mad scientist just make another batch of the chemical that and he's like oh well it's because he he made it by accident and he could <laughs> and he, he's trying to recreate it or whatever and then he's like so do you like my comic and she's like yeah, it's really good. And he's like, that reminds me about the rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then so he takes out the, the rubbish and the trash and he ends up meeting this dude who's like naked and he's, he like, they let him come in or whatever. And like, they had this weird exchange where Daisy says something like, um, do you live downstairs or something? And he goes, well, what, are you asking me if I'm gay? And he's like, like, wait, what? Like, he's like, are, are you saying, I, I, am I a gay? And she's like, no, I just meant you live downstairs. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then, and then um, Tim's like, are you gay, though? And he's like, he kind of pauses. He's like, no. <laughs> like, what the hell? And then she's like, Daisy's like, um, oh, do you want a glass of wine? And he's like, yeah, I can't stay long. <laughs> like, what the hell? And then um, I don't know what else happens here because I'm kind of blanking a little bit, but it was it was pretty funny. So, so so that all goes on, and uh, the 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 like landlady or whatever ends up c- coming over too. Oh, earlier on in the in the show before they moved in, we did see Nick Frost from uh, from uh, the uh, other Edgar Wright films uh, like uh, Shaun of the Dead and stuff. Uh, he he plays a more prominent role in the, as the series goes on as the best friend of uh, of Tim, and he helped, oh, right, helped Mike. Him, yeah, yeah, Mike is his name, and he helped him move. And he's got like a, uh, he's got like this old panel van, like painted in camouflage. And he's, he's like this, uh, he's like this militant sort of guy or whatever. So yeah, we see, like him. we see, we, yeah, we, we see him like just a wep- weapons expert. He just like throwing shit in the, in the back yeah. of the van, like not caring that it's falling all out of the boxes and shit. So yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that earlier, but, but, uh, we, we hear the, um, the landlady and her, uh, 
and her daughter fighting in the the uh, flat above them. And uh, basically, he's like, you know, don't ask her about it, you know, or something like that, because you know. And then, and then she yeah. comes down, and she's just like rambling and on and on. So yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what happens after that as much. Um, well, basically, she talked about how like they were letting the dog sleep in the bed, and she didn't like it or something like that. Yeah. Pretty, she pretty much kicked her out, and then that's why she came down to just basically chat with them and basically kind of sizing them up because they're they're kind of getting caught in their lies a little bit about their relationship, you know, because they said that she's like, oh, you said two days ago that you were dating five years, three months, and eight days or whatever, and they're like, oh, because we have two anniversaries or blah 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 or whatever. The the artist dude, the the guy who was there first, he's like some like avant garde artist who like he, you know. His whole thing is like aggression and anger and pain and fear, you know, to create his, you know, weird artwork or whatever, you know. And so, you know, we, we got that going on. Um, the landlady seems like she's got a thing for this artist because she was kind of. Yeah, it looks like they probably had some kind of history together in the past. Yeah. And so she was kind of hinting at him to come with her, but he just like stayed sitting down and was like, wait, wait a minute, like wait for her to leave. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I don't know. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, the. You know, like the, to- the 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 artist guy's name is Brian Top. So right, yeah, that's, Brian. That's the character's name, and he is played by Mark Heap, who is like a pretty well known uh, British actor. He's been in uh, okay. a lot of different things. So yeah, well, yeah, he's pretty yeah. creepy but funny. Yeah, he 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 did play a creepy artist dude really well. Yeah, that's the, the other thing I wanted to mention was that there was some really interesting like. I don't know what you would call them, like jump scares throughout the the episode mm-hmm. that were just seemed like they came out of nowhere. Like for some reason, maybe we'll learn this later on. There was like these like two creepy girls that were in the closet. They were like twins. Yeah, just randomly. And, it was kind of like they, they and they talked simultaneously. They were kind of like yeah. the uh, like the twins in uh, The Shining or something. Yeah, they were saying that they had cleaned the closet. I guess because I guess they work for her yeah. or I don't know. They never really. Mm-hmm. I never really and they were explained. wearing they're wearing like you know like girl scout uniforms or something it was just really yeah it was just a, like a <laughs> and then like when they did that it was like it would like transition to like this weird like red effect and like him like um tim like screaming it had like this really almost like horror type of yeah you know as as, I, as the show goes on and a lot of things and they had some in this episode too where they they do a lot of like kind of like family guy type things where they reference other pop culture things but like this was, okay this was before for Family Guy and you know, or around the same time as it, but uh, done better in my opinion. But um, yeah, you know, so yeah, I'm not a huge Family Guy. Me fan. either, me either. But I mean, I was just trying to think of it, and, and like, and it's like sometimes fantasy things, like you you have like jumps to different things, and like like there was one in the episode where they were talking about Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, that was good. And and uh, said uh, you know, like Tim said, you know, yeah, he always thought of himself as as, as Freddy, you know, as Fred from scooby-doo and she said she always thought of herself as daphne and then they they cut out to a wide thing and they're basically wearing shaggy and uh velma costumes uh, so it's just like no they, yeah they both think of themselves as like the cool yeah but you they're, know, they're more than nerdy, nerdy ones yeah so it's just funny like nope you're you're actually um shaggy and yeah that was that was it kind of rem- that's that familiarity i was talking mm-hmm. about there's something about that that reminds me of other things i have watched but i can't quite yeah. like i can't quite put my finger on it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um and it's i like it because it's it's the it, 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 again it's like familiar there's something comforting about comforting about it and uh but i can't i just can't quite figure it out what it reminds me of you know it could just remind me of 
Maybe I watched that a long time ago. I just don't remember yeah. too much. That could be like a deja vu type of, you know, situation, a sitch, you know. But uh, yeah, lots of like cool one-offs. Like again, with the last show we had watched with um, Bad Education, with uh, with British shows, I've noticed that uh, at least the good ones, because, you know, there's a lot of shitty British shows, just like there's a lot of terrible American shows, you know. And what I've noticed, though, is that the really good ones are like rife with like one-liners like really good banter and like or in this case not so not so much one-liners but like scenarios you know what i mean yeah like real quick and they kind of just fade away and then they kind of move to the next one monty python of course was really big on this as well way back in the day and i just i like that kind of style you know it's just something that it's it kind of it's kind of jarring it kind of takes you out of like a reverie if you're kind of not paying attention all of a sudden you see like these creepy twins in the closet like what you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. like, I don't know. I just, I thought it was a good show. You know, I look forward to watching more episodes if I could find them on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. At one, at one point they did, they did actually, I've watched it. And um, for the, in the future, we may cover it. There is an American pilot. They remade the pilot as for, for American audiences. Oh as, boy. As a possible American version. And it didn't get past the pilot. Um, Sarah Rue, who we encountered in, uh, in American Pie Girls <laughs> um, and, uh, she's also she yeah. was she was on the uh tv show um shit that was that show with andy dick and um oh fuck what was his name oh i remember that one um something what was she in um i remember that i can't something, something with perfect in the title i'm just trying to oh yeah i can't think of it either yeah, she was also uh, in can't hardly wait is it yeah. le- less than perfect is that what it is yeah, less than, uh, less than perfect. That was the show. Like that, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she, she she was in a lot of things. Um, she was also in um in uh Zoe Duncan Jack and Jane. But anyway, she played uh the female lead in it, renamed April. And then Josh Lawson is uh an Australian actor who played the uh pharmacist on Superstore. Okay, he played the uh American version of the Tim role, renamed Ben. So yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sometime we might want to check that out just for shits and giggles. Um, so yeah, cause we did a few episodes like that where we took a, a we, we reviewed a British a version of American show and an American version of a British show. Or, or yeah. Whatever. But th- this, we might just, you know, cover it for our, uh, for our, um, you know, pilot or, um, yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, anyways, but so that, that, uh, that happened, but yeah, this this show ran for this, the spaced only had fourteen episodes. I looked it up. Oh man, it typical ran, British show. Yeah, it, it ran for oh. two series of four of like seven episodes each. So yeah, ah man, oh well, it's this typical British stuff. That's the other thing too. I I don't like about British TV is that you find something that's really good and it's like it's like I guess it's I mean I guess you can look at it both ways is that they don't want to outstay its welcome either you know like American shows tend to do where it's like a show could have ended like three or four seasons ago but they just keep mm-hmm. it going you know so I guess you know you can look at it that way that they just pretty much went out with the bank you know and didn't let it just fizzle out yeah because you, you, know? you don't you don't let something. Be- become like the yeah i don't know the last few seasons of most sitcoms where it's just like okay why do we why are we still going like yeah the last season of the walking dead and walking dead could have really ended at their season eight really and it went on for 11 seasons and it was just it it became ridiculous and, and then, you, then you have some shows that should have ended like after the first episode and they ran 11 yeah seasons. well yep I, I can think of a few i'm not gonna name them but i can <laughs> <Me either. laughs> so but anyways, hopefully um, 
we might cover some more of this if if the uh i i hope the strike ends soon but i mean if the strike continues maybe we'll cover another episode of the show or so uh sounds it sounds like mean, they a good show yeah they're they're this this is available um on dvd um with a uh, commentary from the cast and crew of the show plus uh plus special guests as like quentin tarantino kevin smith bill Hader. Diablo Cody, Matt Stone, and Patton Oswalt joining them for commentary on the episodes. So that's wow. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, in some ways, this actually reminds me of that one, uh, in a, in certain ways, that one show that we watched uh, that Patton Oswalt and uh, and uh, Brian Passan was in um, that uh, that we covered oh. at one, Once Upon a Time, where it was like kind of like they, they were like uh, working at some kind of like comic book oh. store or something. Or... It was called like. Something to do with nerds or something. I remember, like, uh, yeah, something like super nerds or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Wow, that was like a year or two ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the, I the, ki- the kind of style of that show had to have been influenced by Spaced. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did have that similar style. By the way, guys, our, that episode "America Pie Girls Ruled," sorry, "Girls Rules," is like our most popular episode for some reason. Yeah, it's especially on YouTube. Yeah, like over how was it a hundred thousand views or more or something like that. Um, um yeah, I can't remember what the something like that. It was a lot. Um yeah. we have no idea why the algorithm just happened to favor us for no apparent reason, I guess, for that one video. And uh or maybe we got the, the search engine optimization just right for we didn't realize how, you know, or something like that or what I know. You know. Right now it's at uh four hundred and forty one thousand views. And that's on, that's on the first channel that we have it on. And we also have it. That's right. It's on yeah, two but... channels. Yeah. And it's on the other channel. Not the brag or anything, but just saying, you know. It's... Yeah. On the other yeah. channel, it's got uh, 46,000 views. Okay. Not, quite, so, as, yeah, not quite as many, but still, it's our biggest one on that channel, too. So. And uh, I, I have no idea why. Maybe we just reviewed it at the right time or uh, uploaded it at the right time. I mean, there's so many variables. Well, that well could... the, the re-upload was uploaded like a year or two later, so <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I see. Well, I don't know. Still, and it's still got 46,000. So it, it's, it's just... It's, easy. I guess people liked it for some reason. Maybe there's know. some it's kind nice. of... some Something in the algorithm that just makes people watch it. Um, but so <laughs> it's, it's wild. I love it. Anyways, any final thoughts here on spaced? No, not really. Um, just, uh, I would, I would recommend watching it. If you like that kind of humor, I thought it was pretty good. It was wacky, uh, but not too much. Uh, I, I just liked, it. I thought it was, you know, it, it was something that I actually enjoyed watching. You know, it wasn't just one of these things of like, uh, you know, like we, here we go. We got to watch something that's terrible and make fun of it. It, it, you it know, seems like something. the British sitcoms we've watched. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, obviously there's probably tons and tons of horrible British sitcoms, but the ones that we've been watching since the strike have not been that bad at all. Oh, they haven't. I um, mean, the June? Yeah. What was it June and was it the June and Ben or what was the... Terry and uh, June. Terry and June, that one was pretty decent. Yeah, um, and then Bad Education we've covered two episodes of and that was really good too, so... Yeah. yeah if, 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 you, uh, if you're listening and you have some other shows, like whether it be a British sitcom or like an Australian sitcom or a Canadian sitcom, anything that's not covered by SAG-AFTRA, um, send it to us and we'll check it out, you know? Let us know. It's mike at com. You can send me the info there or check out any of our social media, you know, our TikTok, our Facebook, our X, which I may be getting rid of soon. Um, yeah. Threads. Um, 
I'm trying to get a blue sky, but uh, I'm working on that. So um, you have to be invited to get that. So. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, so so um, if anybody's out there and wants to invite me to blue sky that already has it, Mike at CullenPark.com, just send me a message and we'll figure it out. Why do you need to get invited to join? It's it's still early. Like a lot of uh, social media places were like that when they first did it. Like they have different oh, okay. different different things. You either have to be invited or I've done other social media things in the past that I had to be invited to, and then most of those just died. Um, just been uh, but like boy, well, like uh, like when Facebook started, you had to be like a member first. You had to be a Harvard student, and then. You had to be an Ivy League student after that, and then they expanded it to all colleges, and then eventually expanded it to everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, I remember. So that yeah. Now. So there's different things that they do to try to you know grow naturally, as opposed to like getting overwhelmed with a lot of people joining and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if you don't have a structure in place, like with uh, Threads does with um, being connected to Instagram, that can hand and and you know which is owned by Meta, which owns Facebook. You know, you already have the the computers to handle the situation and all that stuff and the people behind it. But if you're a smaller upstart social media network, you don't want to all of a sudden. Have have you know like millions of people joining your joining your thing and then not be able to right. handle all the traffic yeah exactly i mean yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so um anyways yeah but like i said you do that check out all of our uh, social media um would appreciate that check out the uh links that we have in our show notes to lots of different charities uh right now there's you know one you know important is to take care of the uh, people affected by the strikes i mean i'm sure that they still need help even Though the strikes may be ending, there's still people not aren't working yet, um, and the especially the people in SAG-AFTRA aren't. Um, and then there's other people that are affected, you know, like the craft services and the grips and the uh, other people on the crew and everything that you know goes into making a movie or a TV show, you know, that are affected. And the, that's the entertainment fund, which is uh, linked in our show notes. Anyways, any other final thoughts here before we say goodbye? Nope. No. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, um, just remember one thing. Buy yourself a stun gun. Remember that. I love you. Sesame loves you. And until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.